All right. Good morning, House of Prayer, and those of you that are watching online. I'm, gonna, I'm so excited to be talking uh, Sermon 5 and the final sermon in our series, Declutter My Life. So it's been an amazing series. It's blessed me. I hope it's blessed you. Let's turn our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, and this is our foundation scripture. It says, Since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. Before we get more into the word, let's just bow our heads and pray. Lord God, Holy Spirit, we just open our hearts to you. Holy Spirit, I ask that you just speak through me. Let us receive what you have for us this morning. We thank you. We give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise to you, Jesus. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so week five of our series, Declutter My Life. In this series, we've been talking about the plans God has for your life and for your future. But sometimes it's hard to think about the future when in the present you're weighed down and it feels like you're about to be crushed. So just an overview of this series. Week one, it was just an overview. Uh, week two, we talked about the weight of fear. Week three, we talked about the weight of condemnation, how sometimes when we mess up, when we fall, when we stumble, oh man, we can just feel so condemned. We feel like God is mad at us and, and it pulls us away from what God is calling us to. Uh, week uh, four, we talked about the weight of family life. Pastor Stephen brought that. It was about marriage and how sometimes, you know, it can be a weight, but God has given us the grace to carry that. Um, the week after that, Prophetess Lucy Rael came and ministered to us, so we didn't finish the series. And then week uh, last week was Father's Day, and my dad brought a powerful message. Um, this is week seven, but it's the fifth uh, sermon of the series. And the, the title of today's message is The Weight, are you ready for it? The Weight of Money Problems. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you. Let's say that together. Prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. The weight of money problems. When we have money problems, it can affect our effectiveness when we're trying to run our race, trying to, to pursue our purpose and our destiny. When we have money problems, it's, so, it's such a drag. It feels like we have a weight vest and we're trying to go through life with a weight vest. And it's amazing how, mu how much money problems can weigh us down and even weigh us down spiritually, and it can keep us running the, from running the race with endurance. It, it's crazy because when it comes to money, sometimes we worry about it. Sometimes we stress about it. We can be anxious, even fight over it. And let me just say this. I'd rather have it than not have it. I'd rather have it, have money, get it out of the way, so I can focus on the race God has called me to run. Real quick, let me give you some truths about money. Uh, many, of you, many of you may have some misconceptions about money. So, first truth about money is 
although money isn't everything, it is important. Although money isn't everything, it is important. Sometimes there can be two extremes where to people, oh, money is just everything and I have to spend my life and my time and all my energy trying to attain it. Or you can be at the other extreme where you're like, eh, money's nothing. I don't need it. No, it's not about money. No, no, no. Although it isn't everything, it is important. Another truth about money is that poverty doesn't come from God. So you may be suffering financially and don't attribute it to God. Well, I got to suffer through this because God called me to suffer in, in the area of finances. No, no, no. Jesus prayed, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In heaven, there is no lack. In heaven, there is no poverty. In heaven, there is no scarcity. So poverty does not come from God. Another truth about money is that stressing over money is not a part of God's plan for you. Remember, in Jeremiah 29, 11, God's plan is to prosper you and give you a, a future and a hope. So stressing, being worried, anxious, if, if that is you, that is not a part of God's plan for you. Um, next truth about money is that with money, I can be a blessing to God's kingdom and also a blessing to others. And I believe this is a timely message for the current national situation that we find ourselves in today. Um, I've never seen anything like it. The, the, in my 35 years of living life, I've never, I've never experienced a situation that we are in today in our country, in our culture, nationally. But 2 Timothy 1.7 says, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. And let me just say this. God is still in control. You got to understand that, church. God is still in control. God is still blessing. God is still blessing his children. I'm a personal testimony that God is still blessing. Let me tell you. The economy on earth is not the economy of heaven. And in the economy of heaven, there is no recession. There is never scarcity. There's never poverty. There's never not enough. The, the Bible says that the streets are made of gold. That's how much abundance there is in heaven. So in these times, we need to trust him. And sometimes it just comes, comes down to that simple word, trust Let's say that word together. Trust. Trust the Lord in the area of money. A lot of times, problems that we have can boil down to one simple thing, and that is not only trust, but also management. Whether you like it or not, you're a manager. How do we person? let me ask you, let me ask you this. How do we personally manage the things that God has given us? For instance, there's so many things that God has given us, and if we look at it from a management perspective, it will change your life. So, so let me give you an example. God has given you time. Time is the most precious, most valuable, valuable commodity that we have. How are you managing your time? You, you can't buy more of it. You can't make more of it. It's here today, and it's gone tomorrow. Time, how are you spending how are you managing your time? Also, God has given you a body. 
you, you may have not seen it this way, but how are you managing your body? Are you stuffing your body with a lot of Whataburger, a lot of fast food, in and out are you, are you not working out your, your muscles or, or your endurance in your body? How are you managing your body? God has given you talents, abilities, gifts, natural things that you are good at. How are you managing those? Are you using it for God's glory or are you using it for your own glory? Also, God has given you money. It may be a little bit. It may be a lot. But still, we have money that God has given us to manage. How are we managing the money that God has already given us? And we're talking about the weight of money problems. And a lot of times, most of, of that problem could boil down to poor management. And I did a whole series called Get, Get My Money Right. And I'm not going to go into the, too much about management and stewardship but, but there might be another component. Maybe you're saying, I do manage my money well, but I'm still struggling. I'm still finding lack. I'm still having money problems. Well, there's, there might be another component holding you back from the true blessing that God wants to give you. And that is tithe and offering. Tithe and offering. Psalm 24.1 says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So even just looking at it like, and realizing that it all, it all belongs to God anyways. It's all his. My time is his. Like I cannot make more of it. What he's given me, that's up to him. Uh, he's given me time. It could be here today, gone tomorrow. That is up to God. It is his time. My body is his. My body is not my own. Your body is not your own. It was paid uh, with a high price with the blood of Jesus. My tithe, my money, my energy is not my own. And when the church talks about money, sometimes people, their, their blood begins to boil, and you begin to get mad, and your face turns all red. Oh, what is the church talking about money? And let me just say this. I don't care, okay? I, I know what the principle of tithe and giving has done in my life personally. So as a pastor... I would be doing a disservice to you if you have money problems and I have the solution and I don't tell you. And I realize that the people who get mad about money don't give anyways. So I'm not even going to sweat it. So, so who am I? What is God calling me to do? Yes, he wants you to manage and be a good steward, but he also wants you to be a giver. The whole basis of Christian faith is to be more like God. It's a lifelong journey that we embark on when we accept Christ. And when we know that things are not our own, it changes how we treat it. In Deuteronomy 8.18, it says, It is the Lord who gives you the power to get wealth. The Lord can give you the, the, the mindset and the, the thinking and the way of thinking to obtain wealth. And maybe a big reason why you're struggling and, and the weight of money problems is weighing on you and keeping you back is because you're not honoring God with your money. We're running, sometimes we could run around and spin and spin like we answer to no one. And let me just give you some misconceptions about tithing real quick, about tithing and giving. First misconception is I'm going to give so I don't go to hell. 
that, that's a misconception that sometimes people can have. And your insurance policy against hell is not your giving or tithe, it's Jesus. So let's just get that out of the way. Another misconception that, that we can have is I'm going to give to help God out. You know what, God? Here, here's a tip. Now, let me just throw this in the tithing bucket to help you out. And I realize that giving, me giving benefits me more than it benefits God. God owns everything. He's, everything's his. We don't need to help God out in any way. Giving benefits me more than it benefits God. And another misconception is if I give, I will be right with God. And let me just say this. Tithing doesn't save us. The blood of Jesus saves us. It's freely given. We, we couldn't, if we had all the money in the world, we could not buy our salvation. Let me just say that. It's the blood of Jesus that he sacrificed, he gave, he paid a high price for us to be saved. So if tithing is, is, is not essential for salvation, and if, if God's church or God doesn't need my money, then why tithe? You might, may have that, that idea. Then why give in the first place? Like, I need it more. If God doesn't need it, but I need it, then why even give? Why even tithe? Why does God say in his word that I need to tithe? I have four points, four main points that I want to give you of why God wants you and me to tithe. So usually I do three points. I'm always talking about three points. I'm all about the three ball. But today it's going to be four points, three, three, shot, three point shot and a foul. Number one, God wants you to tithe because he wants you to be like Christ. Let me say that again in case those of you at home didn't get it. God wants you to tithe because he wants you to be more like Jesus. Genesis 1.27, so God created man in his own, own image. The highest aim, the highest goal, the highest purpose as a believer is to be more like Christ. Jesus was a tither. Some of you don't believe this, but Jesus was a tither. We see it in, in, in the Bible throughout Scripture. Throughout, it, it, was, it was before the law, it was during the law, and it was after the law. While Jesus was, was alive, he said to tithe. And after Jesus ascended, the Apostle Paul writes also about tithing. And I don't believe Jesus would say for us to do something if he didn't do it himself. Jesus was a tither. And so we want to be more like Jesus. Also, we want to be more like the Father. Being a Christian is all about being more like God. God was a giver. In John 3.16, the most famous passage in the Bible. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He gave his only son. He gave his first son. He gave us the best so that we could be redeemed. And that's exactly what the tithe is. It's the first and it's the best. It's not last. It's not the leftover. We were designed to be givers also. It's in our DNA. When we don't give, it just things don't work. It, we're not psychologically, socially, or emotionally whole because we were created to be like God, to be givers. We cannot be free to, to be creative or gifted and blessed 
as we were designed to be, if we're stingy and selfish, we will live such an unfulfilled life because we were designed to give. Realize that we simply cannot be what God called us to be. We're, we're trying to run the race. We're trying to be more like God. We're going after God. We cannot do everything God and be everything God has called us to be if we're not givers, if we're not tithers. Amen? Because it's who God is, and it's what he's called us to be also, to be givers. Amen? And also this question, does tithing and giving make me a better person? I believe it does. I believe when you give, there's something that, that, that helps you to overcome the, the, the selfish nature that we all have. And when we're able to break that selfish spirit by giving of our time and of our money and of our life, man, we, we do become better people. You can become that better wife, that better husband, that better father, that better employee, that better friend. And this discipline, I realize that it really stretches us to becoming a better person where we're able to release and let go things of value. And I believe that once you begin to do that, once you begin to have that discipline, others will notice it. And these are the kinds of people that, that leaders want on their team. The more you become like Christ, the more blessed you'll be. So when we give, it's to help us become more like Christ. Number two, point number two, God wants us to tithe because it reminds us who the owner is. Let me say that again. God wants us to tithe because it reminds us who the owner is. Paying my tithes reminds me that God is the owner. It's like, hey, I'm Mondo, and I'm, a, I'm addicted to stuff. I, I can be... if. If, if I don't keep it on it, I can become addicted to material stuff. But I'm reminding myself when I give that God is the owner, God is the boss, and I'm counting on him, not myself. It keeps us from becoming so material, materialistic when we can give and release to God what belongs to him. It's a discipline. And I understand if you never tied before, it can be hard. It can be difficult when you first start out. But once you get going, once you get into the rhythm, it becomes awesome. It becomes satisfying. It becomes fulfilling. And I've been, one thing I've been giving my whole life, and I'm not saying this to brag. It's something that, that has been instilled, instilled onto me by my parents. I remember when my first job at 16, I, I worked at Marshall's store. And I remember I would get like $100 like every two weeks, something like that. And I would give like my first 20 bucks. I would always give it to God. And I've seen the, the fruit of always giving and always tithing. Uh, and I still got years to go. I'm, never, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to continue to give. And I, I even want in my own personal life to increase my giving. But I know that I've planted seed in the ground, and I'm always expecting a great harvest every season, every season, because I'm putting seed in the ground. I'm giving. I'm putting seed in good ground. And when I tithe, I'm reminded that God owns stuff, and he owns all my stuff. And if right now, especially with what's going on, if I owned all my own stuff, I'd be scared. I'd be scared dead because I can't control anything. I can't, man, the economy, whatever. But I know that God owns it all. Man, with soaring unemployment, the markets, the skyrocketing national debt, all this craziness, I just put my trust. And I know, God, when I give you my first 10%, I'm saying, God, this, everything is yours. This is all your stuff. 
all of it, all my life is yours. So number two, it reminds us who, who the owner is. Point number three, God wants you to tithe because it's praise and worship. It's, it's also, it's not just, oh, I'm giving or here it is. It's an act of worship when we give to God. And sometimes you think, oh, it's just a commercial break in the service. Okay, we have music, and then we have our commercial break of tithing, and then we get into the word. No, it's a continuance of worship. So once we, we sing songs, we're continuing our worship and our acts of worship by giving unto God what belongs to him. And it makes a huge statement to God, and God knows it well. God knows it well. In Matthew 6, 21, it says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. And think about it. We sing, we sing songs about, Lord, I give you my heart. Lord, I want to know your heart. Lord, show me your heart. And one thing that, that I heard before is that show, show me a man's calendar and his checkbook, and that will show you where his heart is. So, but when we give, but we're putting our worship into practice. It's showing God where our heart is. God, my heart is in you. Amen. Point number four and the last point. God wants you to tithe because it's spiritual warfare. God wants you to tithe because it's spiritual warfare. Man, church, we serve a real God who can do anything, who's all-powerful, almighty, all-loving, omnipresent. But there's also a real devil out there who comes and he's trying to look for different cracks and different ways to get into our life, to steal and kill and destroy certain areas of our life. And the Bible calls him the devourer. And have you noticed, even in culture and even right now and even in our country, that, that man, Satan is devouring these days. Man, he's devouring people and families and jobs and children and health and finances. He's busy fighting, but we have to fight back. We can't just cower. And most people don't know how to fight back. Okay, so I, I, I know to pray. I know to read my Bible. Should I pray more? Should I sing louder? Should I cry more? Should I cast out devils? Should I bind stuff? Should I lose stuff? Can I tell you? A big way to defeat the devourer is to tithe. It's to give. Malachi 3.10 uh, and 11 says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. or so bring all the tithes to God's house. And once you do that, I will rebuke the devourer. So when you give unto God, the devil is rebuked off your life. And if you don't give or you don't bring back what belongs to God, there's an open door in your life for the devil to come in. There might be a crack that the devil could come in and try to work in the area of your life. You want to learn how to battle the forces of hell off your life? Give. Become a tither. Give God what belongs to God. Show Satan and also show God where your heart is. Remember, where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. Show him who you are depending on. Show him who and what you're trusting in. 
You're not trusting in your money. You're not trusting in your job. You're not trusting. That, that stuff could be taken away in an instant. But, Lord, I'm trusting in you. Here's my money. Here's my heart. Here's my life. When you prove you're trusting in God and God alone, the devil has got nothing to fight but God. Right? And we still believe in the word. We still believe that the word is truth. It's gospel. Right? It's truth. We believe that, that everything that, that God says in his word is true. And everything that he says in his word, he can do. And I just want you to know, church, that God is still a miracle worker. He still does the, the, the impossible. He still does the miraculous. And if you need a financial miracle today, I believe God can move on your behalf. It can be huge. It can be overwhelming. It can be the weight of the world. I understand when you're stressed about finances, it can be stressful to where you lose sleep. You can't eat. You can't drink. That's all you're thinking about. How am I going to pay this? I'm going to lose this. And it can be overwhelming. It can keep you from really pursuing God. And I just want you to, to, to just begin to trust him today in this area. Begin to strip off that weight and trust God in the area of finance. But remember, God wants you to be a manager, a steward. But he also wants you to be a giver. Amen. And I believe that, that most people, they just don't know. Like you just, I, I, I can attest to this because I, I've lived it and I've seen how, how I've struggled. And God, God has always come through for me financially. And I put my trust in him. And I was actually uh, on a hike with my cousin. And we... Um, we were walking and we came to some, some post that said, had arrows of, okay, go this way. And it was just the most confusing thing. We didn't know, okay, is the arrow pointing this way? Do we go that way? Where is it pointing? We turned around and the arrow was pointing this way. And we didn't understand where we should go. And we ended up, okay, let's just go this way. And we ended up getting further and further and lost to where, from where we wanted to go. And sometimes that's how it is with money. We just don't know how money works. We just don't have instruction or, or clear direction with our money. And we end up going where we don't want to go. And we end up with money problems. We end up with the weight of money problems on our life. And we're, we, it, it takes us so far from the race that God is calling us to run. But I believe even just as you begin to, to grasp this revelation and God begins to show you the truth about planning and sowing and giving, that you'll get back on track and that the weight of money problems will be released off your life in Jesus' name. Amen? And I, I, remember, I remember when one time God, God asked me to give a big amount. And, and I was like, when I first, like, I was getting money, and, and God said, okay, I want you to give this much of that. And I was like, no, that, that's not even God. I'm not even going to try to think about that because, you know, I, I have plans for this money, and I'm not going to go there. Like, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm hearing it. I'm not even going to hear it. But I remember I just had conviction, and I just, I just felt that God really wanted me to give this certain amount. And I'm not saying this to brag or anything. It was something that was hard for me to do. And I remember I gave, it's the largest amount I've ever given. And I released it. I just said, God, I trust you. And I remember that season of my life was one of the most blessed seasons I had ever had up until that point. And sometimes you're just holding on so tight to what little that you have. And God is saying, hey, just release it so I can release more to you. And maybe some of you, one of you, you're watching, and you need a miracle in your finances. 
And, and I'm not here to beat you over the head with, with tithing and, oh, you need to give, you need to tithe, and you need to, but, but I'm not going to lie to you either. And, and I'm not going to lie just to, to make you feel better. I, I want to give you some hope that you can get out of this. You can have the weight of money problems lifted off your life because that's not what God intended for your life. God is on your side, and he loves you. He still moves, and he will still move on your behalf. In James 2.20, it says, faith without works is dead. So you may say, I have faith. I have faith that God's going to come through in my finances. But giving is a work that releases that faith. And I believe once you be grasp this concept, God is going to begin to move like you've never experienced. God is begin to, to help you and move you and promote you. And, and, and let me also say this. It's not, you're not buying a miracle. You're not, oh, I'm going to give you money. I'm going to give to get. No, you're saying, God, I trust you, and I can release this. And I pray if you're going through this situ- uh, money situation, money problems, and the weight is holding you down, I pray a release right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's just pray. Lord God, I thank you, Lord God, for your people. I send even right now, Lord God, prosperity in the lives of your people. Let us grasp what your word of God says. Let us grasp the truth of your word. Let let us become givers, God, not only managers, not only good stewards, but givers, God, givers, God, to, to bless your kingdom and to bless others. We thank you that we give because you first gave to us, and we honor you, and we praise you, and we give you all the glory. We thank you, Holy Spirit. You are worthy of our praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Church, well, I hope that that this word spoke to you. I hope that it touches you. And continue. Read about giving in the word of God. Read about, don't take my word for it. Go into the word of God yourself and begin to read and allow the Holy Spirit to reveal to you the truth about money so we can get rid of the weight of money problems off our life. Amen. Amen. Be blessed.